0: Welcome, everyone, to the Choose Optimism podcast, brought to you by Optimist International, a podcast that's letting people know of all the good things happening out there in our world because there's so many bad things happening these days. We like to start deep when we have a little bit of a quote, and today our topic is about partnerships, and I found this quote, when I is replaced by we, even illness becomes wellness. At this time, I'd like to introduce our guest today, Mr. Craig Boring from the Optimus International Foundation. Craig, how are you doing today?
1: Well, good morning. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Um, it's
0: a great pleasure to have you on the show today. I know that the Optimus International is its own entity, but the Optimus International Foundation is something that a lot of people don't know about. And you're uh, the executive director of that. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, well, first of all, I appreciate the opportunity to. Uh, I always like getting on a soapbox and talking about uh, the Optimus International Foundation. Uh, I'm the executive director and um, I've been in that role now seven years. Uh, I have an extensive background in the not-for-profit world and uh, have served uh, at uh, executive and leadership uh, positions with uh, American Cancer Society and uh, with uh, Health Careers Foundation. So I have uh, around 30, 30 years, including my Optimist Foundation work. Um, also have done consulting uh, with organizations such as Paris's Teachers and uh, uh, the MS Society and different ones. So um, I love the not-for-profit world and I love the optimist world. Uh, and they, the two really go hand in hand because um, I was an optimist before I was even in the not-for-profit world. I actually joined back in 1980 uh, and was a member of a club over in in the Kansas City, Missouri area in a little town called Raytown, Missouri. And uh, the funny story, the the running joke is uh, it was part of the the marriage agreement. My father-in-law, as I was uh, asking for the permission to ask his daughter for hand in marriage, he gave me about three or four lists of things like, Will you love her? Provide for her? And about the fourth or fifth on the list, will you join the Optimist Club of Raytown, Missouri? So uh, <laughs> I became an Optimist member uh, due to marriage, and I said uh, it's a very unique membership uh, road. And um, was in, have been involved, but have uh, been a member, but I, through my corporate career, I've moved around and, and uh, was had dropped out of Optimism for a few years. But uh, back strong, starting in 2016.
0: So you've been with us a long time, and it's probably a, a great opportunity to be able to work behind the scenes with some more things that happen within the Optimist organization.
1: Oh yeah, I mean the. I guess I. Uh, I've always taken great pride in my Optimist career, having been a distinguished president, having been several uh, several uh, club officers at the district level. Uh, I was uh, the district convention chair, a lieutenant governor, secretary treasurer, and was all set to run for governor of the West Missouri district. And uh, then my corporate ca- career kicked in and it was kind of hard to, uh, uh, as I moved around uh, the country with my family, kind of hard to have a optimist career too. So I kind of put that on back burner, but stayed active and um, stayed involved with the foundation. I've actually been involved with the foundation I was a I was in the original Presidents Club um, uh, membership drive uh, back in 1997 or something. So I found that I'm a charter member of the Optimist International Presidents
0: Club. Well, but uh, pretty cool honor to have. I thought
1: that was pretty cool. I look at some of the names on there, and you know some some pretty some pretty great Optimists uh, were in that inaugural group of. I don't know. There was a couple of hundred. So, but. Uh, you know, in 2016, I was asked to join the organization as the Executive Director of the Foundation, and um, I looked at it as a great opportunity, kind of my last hurrah. I'm, You know, I'm getting up there in years, but don't want to retire, but it, it was a great opportunity to, to, to kind of bury two things together, my love of, of being in the not-for-profit world and working with um, donors and organizations, and my love of optimism.
0: So tell us a little bit about the history of the foundation, what uh, what it does, uh kind of how it was founded, because I know it's a separate arm of Optimus International, but tell us a little bit about the foundation itself.
1: Yeah, Optimus International Foundation is a separate entity. It's a it's a 501c3. Uh, and it was formed in uh 1971. Uh the Optimus International Board of Directors back in the late 60s, 69, uh, commissioned um a high panel strategic planning, long term planning committee, and there was five recommendations. And one of those was to create a not for profit side of optimism, um, you know, to to basically work with the members and outside organizations to raise money uh, to support the programs and services of Optimus International. So we we were launched. Uh, we just celebrated our 50th anniversary not too many years ago, so 1971. In uh, I think it was February or March, the foundation was launched. Uh, it has its own board of directors um, for a five-person board of directors, and then I serve as the executive director and the uh, general secretary of the board. So we had a you know a history th- uh, through the 70s, 80s, 90s um, of um, Kind of assisting, you know, it was it was still in those growth years, trying to uh, to get funding up, but slowly started uh, donating to the programs and services uh, such as the scholarship program, uh, such as uh, oratorical and essay were the two two of the first that we we worked with, and uh, it's grown over the years uh, to a viable, very viable standalone organization. But we are joined at the hip with Optimus International, so we have one sole mission and that is to support the programs and services of Optimus International. And so we do partner very closely, uh, and I work very closely with Cheryl Brin, the executive director. Um, my president this year, it's Deb Merritt from Alabama, Mississippi, moving to Florida, but she's still in the Alabama-Mississippi district. Uh, she works very closely with President Bob McFadden.
0: So tell us a little bit about some of the programs. I know the biggest thing that you guys do with the foundation is the scholarship program. Tell us a little bit about how the scholarship program works and how people in the Optimus organization can use this to their advantage to help youth in their community.
1: Well, we uh, like I said, our mission is very simple and straightforward. We we and our tagline is helping optimists help kids. So we work very closely with. Um, Members and clubs and districts to raise money for the Optimist International Foundation, with the sole purpose of it going towards uh, these various programs. Um, I mean, we we have a wide range of things that we do with with Optimist International. Um, the scholarship program is probably the 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 one that gets the most attention because it is the largest. And when I say scholarship program, Optimist International. Uh, has three scholarship programs. One is through oratorical, one is through essay, and one is through um, the communication contest for Deaf and hard of hearing, CCDHH. And Optimus International Foundation provides the district scholarships for uh, all of the, the district winners. And so we budget to cover all those winners. Uh, our counterpart to the north, uh, the Canadian uh, Children's Optimist Foundation, uh, does the same for those districts up in Canada. So we we take care of uh, the U.S. Caribbean and what's called the global region. You know everything everything else falls under us. So the scholarship program, you know, is the longest running. The, the oratorical uh, specifically is the longest running program of Optimist International, and. Uh, uh, it's probably the one that gets the most, um, oh, the most uh, press time or the most uh, most uh, spotlight on it. But it it is a wonderful program because these kids come up uh, through the the club level to a zone, maybe a maybe a region within their district to the district level in order to win a twenty five hundred dollar scholarship, and uh, you know then they go on to the world oratorical. SA same thing a twenty five hundred dollars scholarship and CCDHH a twenty five hundred dollars scholarship and those have been raised over the years as as Optimus International Foundation has become more successful I believe a long time ago the first couple of years back in the when we started do, supporting the, the scholarship program uh, we maybe did a thousand dollars and now we're up to uh, each district or Torquele gets twenty five hundred for first uh, fifteen hundred for second and a thousand so we commit five thousand dollars just on the oratorical contest to every district
0: talk about a lot of growth and over the years that's a that's a pretty big chunk of change And people don't realize that that's you know how we have over 20 districts if i'm not mistaken
1: we 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 are responsible for 30 well this year 40 districts in the world um so you, you we take off the canadian districts but yeah we um you know when you when you start to look at five thousand you know ten thousand dollars per district minimum is budgeted. and then you know once those scholarships are won, they have to be set aside and put into escrow because we have a lot of our kids that are you know eighth, ninth graders and and not quite ready to go off to college. but uh, yeah, the so the three scholarship programs, um, we you know we budget close to four hundred thousand dollars annually to to uh, provide that funding uh and it's there it's uh it's something that we're very proud of and we're good stewards of the dollar and we make sure that that is uh set aside and we every august and september and sometimes january
0: uh i send a lot
1: of checks of kids going off to college
0: i bet that's a pretty gratifying feeling to send Yeah, those
1: especially i'll talk about the world oratorical contest here in a little while but uh yeah when I get i I start to recognize you know the you know some of the names of the districts because i've I've attended quite a few of the oratorical contests over the years, and then like I said, when they get to the world oratorical, uh, those kids I really get to know a lot better
0: now, I'm fortunate in my club we have some uh, gentlemen that are very dedicated to the oratorical where they work with about ten they work with about fifteen to twenty kids every year and narrow it down to ten where we have a a club level uh, contest at that point where then they are judged. We do first, second, and third give out prizes. And we our first and second, obviously, the first goes on to the zone competition with the second being an alternative where we work, we have a zone zone contest, which works. Uh, we have, our zone is actually very big with the, uh, you know, the, the farthest one was away is 160 miles, which goes from the zone, they go on to the district level, but our third quarter district convention, which is the twenty five hundred dollars scholarship you were talking about, which leads from the district competition to the World Oratorical Competition. Tell us about the World Oratorical Competition.
1: Well, the World Oratorical is just what it it. The name tells a lot about it. It is literally the World Oratorical uh, Championship. So all these districts, um, when you count in the Canadian ones uh, and then the the um, OFC, which is the the Old Saint Lawrence Region, um, there's forty eight. Um, I believe 48 contestants from those areas plus the world the global has its own regional contest so the best of the best and that's really what it comes down to the best of the best gather uh, most of them in st louis we just completed it last um, uh two weeks ago uh so we had um, i don't know about 47 46 47 kids in st uh, youth in st louis and uh we had a couple on zoom And then we had um, the Canadian, uh, they zoomed in from Quebec uh, for the OFC. And so you had these kids that had already won. They were, you know, they had already won their district contest. And they come together and it was just remarkable to see the quality uh, of these young adults. And, you know, they're very impressive. They have a presence. They're very, uh, I mean, they're polite. They're generous. They're... Uh, very outgoing with their peers, very supportive, and so it really is a championship, much like the National Spelling Bee is, I guess, would be its closest um, comparison. And these kids come, and it, you get to we get to listen to a lot of speeches over over a day and a half period, but out of that comes um, so there's seven regions, then um, uh, the OFC region, and then the world region, so nine. Regions, uh, those winners, and those get five thousand dollars additional. So the uh, your part, uh, your club would be your club, your district would be part of the Great Plains. And the Great Plains is made up of Nebraska and Iowa and uh, DMM and Southern Wisconsin and Northern Wisconsin and and you guys. So there was out of those six seven re, uh, districts, there was a regional winner. Um, I think the winner from your region this year was from Southern Wisconsin, and then she went on to the finals. So she got five thousand dollars being a regional winner, and then she got to be in the finals. And the finals is um, we 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 give additional awards for first, second, and third. First place gets an additional fifteen thousand, ten for second, and five thousand for third. So the winner of the world Oratorical, all total is going to walk away with $22,500 in total scholarships between district regional and the, 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 the uh, finals, but, you know, money, you know, uh, I always, the word, the, I always say it's not about the pins and the patches and the, the things that we collect when we do things. It's about the kids and the world Oratorical is a shiny example. My favorite story, uh, as far as impact, this young, uh, Young woman, I think it was 20, 2019, it was right before COVID. Um, this young woman, uh, Dominique from uh, the Pacific Southeast region, she was a, uh, I believe, a ninth grader, and uh, she had a speech impediment. She stuttered with, with words starting with B, G, and D, and I can't remember one other letter. And part of her therapy was uh, working, uh, you know, working with a therapist, but working, uh, uh, her therapist got her into worked with the schools to get her into some speech competitions, and she did a couple of little ones around her city of uh, Alhambra, and then one day somebody, her teacher said, "Hey, there's one coming up called the World or the the uh, Optimus Oratorical Contest," and uh, you know Dominique was very nervous, but she thought, "Well, it'll be a good a good way to continue to work on my my speech impediment," and she enters the contest and she practices and memorizes and she wins her. She wins her club contest. and then she goes on to they had a, a a zone contest. She won that. She goes to her district, and here is a here's a girl that struggled even pronouncing her name. and uh, she wins because she was so good at memorizing her speech and delivering, and she had such great delivery. And they looked at they looked at her at uh, uh, after the contest and said, hey, you're going to St. Louis. And you know, she her confidence was, not the greatest at times. And she said, well, I guess I'll go get to see the arch. She comes to St. Louis and I got to know her and her parents and they were wonderful. And Dominique ended up not only winning the West regional, another 5,000. She also won. She took second place. So she got another 10,000. So her total scholarship winnings was 17,500. And, um, she was a, so, a, ninth grader, sophomore. And, uh, it, it, she talks, I have a video of her and her mom talking later. It wasn't so much, the money was great, but it was what it did to her self-confidence and, and her self-esteem. She became, she, you know, she, she says, it changed my life. And so last, a couple of, uh, it was not this year, but last August or last May, I got a call from her mom and she got accepted to Stanford University. And so in August, I got to sign a check Uh, to Stanford University for $22,500. And, you know, that was the most memorable check I've ever, ever done because we, because of the optimist, somebody asked her, somebody took the time to have that local contest. Here's a young lady whose life
0: was changed. That's a, I love stories like that. And that's what this podcast is supposed to bring out is those stories that make, that are optimists making lives better other people's lives better in their communities. And that is just a great story of how one person who didn't really think they were going to do much has accomplished a lot. Mm
1: I agree. Totally. She's, she's my poster child as far as when we want to talk about impact and there's so many out there.
0: I was fortunate enough for my daughter to start one of these this year. So I am slowly learning. So tell us about uh, the foundation working with junior optimist. I have been very fortunate this year, to work uh, with a Joy Club with my daughter starting a Joy Club, and I'm very excited for that. Tell us about the Junior Optimist Organization.
1: Well, you know, I think uh, you know our our, our motto uh, for many years was "Friend of Youth," and uh, and the Joy the the Junior Optimist Organization was started. Oh, I, I guess back in the '60s, it was called Ju- uh, Junior uh, Octagon. Uh, it had different names, but you know now it's Junior Optimist International, and it is where kids, you know, have these clubs all over the world. I mean, we've got clubs all over the United States, Canada. We've got them in the Caribbean. They just formed some joy clubs in Nepal and Korea. Uh, I believe we have some in Belize. So all over the world, and it's the the kids. You know, these youth are they come together, and they they're they're many optimists. They are. Are, are coming together and doing. They're learning. They're learning so, uh, social skills. They're learning uh, uh, how to be a, a part of a community and part of a giving community. And very, um, you know, generous in their time to go out and do projects. And they're working on a lot of different things. So joy, joy is one of those signature programs that, that Optimist International does that we're very thankful that we are part of. Uh, we provide. Um, Optimus International Foundation provides uh, a, a very large part of their operating costs, uh, so that that the the program can uh, be sustainable uh, for a long time. And then we work, we're working with Amy Keller and Cheryl Bren at Optimus to uh, continue to make improvements, funding uh, curriculum changes, and and growing that program to be even stronger. So, um, you know, it is a remarkable program because. And we're helping shape the character and the future of young individuals from all over
0: the world. And that's a great program, you know, with these kids one-on-one working with adults and clubs to better their community, and we're hoping they'll turn into bigger optimists when they turn 18 and join clubs across the world. So that's a great segue into working with those kids to make sure that they're always doing good for their communities. Right, I know that that the foundation loves, obviously-
1: Let me go back to Joy just for a minute. I got a great example of a club that is phenomenal. Um, Every year there's a club in California, in the San Diego area, I think it's Bonita Springs or Bonita, California. And the Joy Club comes together and does a project, a -a dance-a-thon because they wanna help fight childhood cancer. And these kids raised over $11,000 this last year to fund childhood cancer and uh, to help, help you know, there a little bit. And they are so so proud that they are giving back. They are being, um, you know, they're paying it forward. Here they are, you know, 12, 13, 15, 16, and they are raising significant money for them to, uh, to fund uh, a project in childhood cancer.
0: You know, Craig, we talked so much about the foundation helping youth in the across the world Tell us a little bit about what the foundation can do to help clubs across the, the districts and the zones. Well,
1: that's uh, that's very true. Uh, you know what we've kind of talked about so far is help really focused on the youth, and that is our big, biggest area within the Optimist Mission. But we also we assist clubs with various grants. We have three different grant programs that help clubs be more in their communities, and a lot of those projects are around youth, but some of them aren't. And so we have three three types of uh, programs. Uh, grant programs. One is the club club grant program. It's our oldest running one, started back in, I believe, around 2000, and it um, provides uh, 250 up to a thousand dollars to a club. We usually do about 15 to 18, 20 a year. We Get about 70 or 80 applications in. It varies year to year, and those are for new projects. And what's great about that club grant program it's a it's a it's an optimist club that wants to do something new in their community. And we have some great ones, you know, around uh, Detroit Riverview does uh, did a summer reading program this last year, and uh, kids got awards for doing reading books over the summer. Uh, the San Antonio Club did a great one around um, uh, a food bank. Um, just across the board. there's a one in California where uh, they do uh, cheerleading and greeting of kids at the middle school once a month as they get off the bus and they give them some, some prizes, but it's, it's building their self-esteem. So some wonderful programs at that new project level. So the club grant program is our oldest and we take great pride in it. We also, once again, we're supporting the mission of Optimus International and in childhood health and wellness, uh, which used to be just childhood cancer, uh, children, uh, childhood cancer many years. And then it, it, it came under an umbrella of childhood health and wellness. Uh, we, uh, we award up to a thousand dollar grants and we do about 35 to 40 of those. So, you know, just do the math about 35, 40,000 annually. And those are aimed at one of the four distinct areas. Um, you know, chronic disease, mental health, uh, exercise and nutrition and lifestyle. So once again, some great projects out there. Um, the, um, you know, building a playground or working with the schools on a nutritional program, uh, doing things around childhood cancer, diabetes, working with the local Ronald McDonald House. So the, the health and wellness has been focused on a broader sense for the last four or five years. And, uh, you know, we've given out uh, on an average about 30, 35000 a year there. We do about fifteen to 20000 on the club grant program. And so those are our two mainstays in helping clubs. The third one is the disaster relief program. And cl- there's some money set aside. It started with Hurricane Harvey when a truly natural disaster hits area. It could be a, hur- a lot of them are hurricanes, but tornadoes, wildfires, flooding. We, um, a club can apply to do something in their community and we will assist with up to $1,000. Uh, Jonesboro Arkansas got hit by a uh, tornado a few years ago and that club rallied and provided cleaning supplies. When Hurricane Harvey hit uh, Houston a few years ago and and the South Texas area a club uh, you know we don't think about but there's a diaper bank and they got wiped out and so they uh, they uh, provided uh, they helped them restock their shelves with supplies. So it's a you know, the disaster relief, doesn't get as much publicity as the other two, but it's equally important.
0: And you said that uh, clubs can apply, why don't you go through and tell our listeners what they can do and how they can apply for a grant through Optimus International?
1: Yeah, everything really, everything goes through the website, you know, www.oifoundation.org, and you can, uh, you can find us through the Optimus website, or you can go independently to our website, uh, and it, it's, uh, all the programs are on there, but Club grant is any, annually. Its uh, applications are available in January, and we we uh, we close out that application process in um, in um, March, and we award in May. And then the the health and wellness there's cycles each year, uh, so they just need to check the website when the next cycle. So as an example, our next one will be closing on uh, late August, and we'll be uh, making those awards in September. So. Um, disaster relief, uh, they can just contact uh, Optimus International or the foundation office to get the application. So um, everything's through our website or just just giving us a call.
0: So one of the other things I know that this event recently just happened, and for our listeners that don't know, it's probably one of the ones that a lot of people uh, we have that uh, people don't really know about, but I know the past winners include Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, tell us a lot a little bit about the junior golf I know we just had our junior golf tournament down in Orlando tell us a little bit about that
1: well uh, junior golf is actually for the foundation is something new uh, for us to support uh, I realized a couple of years ago I, I was into about my third year here and I um, you know I kept looking at that mission to support all the programs and services of Optimus international but we never uh, I never saw us helping uh, junior golf so we we corrected that and we do in a small way. And then I go down and volunteer every year and it is phenomenal because you wanna talk about a truly international event. We have the district qualifiers. So we have kids from Colorado and North Texas and Missouri and Iowa uh, Iowa and and, uh, various parts of Canada. But we also have independently kids, it's a renowned tournament on the youth circuit. And we have kids from Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, Thailand, Hong Kong, uh, India, South Africa, and it's amazing all these talented young people coming together and, you know, they've chosen golf as their, as their way, and the Junior Optimist uh, Golf Tournament is one of the long-standing, I'd say second only the oratorical, Uh, it dates, I believe, back into the, I know the 70s, I know when I was a uh, first new member back in the early 80s, uh, it was out in Torrey Pines, California, now it's in in Doral, Florida. And it's a phenomenal one because, you know, there's no scholarships and it's, it's really just helping them with their junior golf that will allow them uh, to get points to go into, you know, program, a university, get scholarships at universities. So many of our kids that come through that program end up getting uh, recruited by, you know, the Alabamas, the Floridas, the Colorado's, the Kansas of the world, and go on to continue their education and their golf career. And there have been those notable ones uh, that go on to the LPGA or the uh, PGA. Tiger Woods uh, uh, being probably the most uh, famous of that group. I think he won it three times when he was 12, 13, and 14.
0: Well, you know, golf, that one sport that you can play until you're 80. <laughs> yeah. A lifelong skill that we can teach these kids is to go out and have fun with.
1: But I just—I was just down there a couple weeks ago uh, for the first first session, and it's just truly phenomenal. You know, that's one where we need volunteers, and if anybody is interested, they need to call uh, the Optimus office and say, "Tell me more." Either whether it's at the local qualifier, you know, the district qualifier, or even coming down, it is truly an experience just to be around all those children, all those youth.
0: We're very lucky we have a, a lot of members in our club that are very are, uh, focused on the junior golf program. So we're very fortunate that we have a great uh, chairman to do that for us here at, uh, in my club, especially so. Craig, I just wanna say thank you because I learned a lot about the foundation and I'm sure our listeners did too. Is there uh, any way that they can reach the foundation just by uh, email, call the foundation, anything that you wanna share with them that they would, that you'd like to have for information for them?
1: The uh, you know the foundation and I always I always say this to when I go out and and present the foundation, it's not my foundation. It's not Optimus Inter- It's Optimus International. But it's I always tell the members it's your foundation. You elect the board of directors. You are the ones that uh, give us uh, you know obviously the funding to support all these various programs. I my 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 worn out statement and. President Bob McFadden, he laughs at it, and a bunch of people. I always say, if there's no bucks, there's no Buck Rogers, which was from the movie *Write Stuff* many years ago. Well, if there's no, if there's no Optimist, there's no Optimist Foundation, and if there's no Optimus International Foundation, Optimus International would struggle to do the charitable aspects of this. We provide all the funding. We make great impact, but we can only do that because of our gracious donors. We we can't say to our donors, thank you enough. And thank you, but keep it up. Thank you and spread the word. Thank you and help us help optimists, you know, help us help optimists help kids. And that's what it's all about. We do so much, uh, we're very proud. We are, we get great ratings from the Better, Better Business Bureau. We get great audits. We are very proud of our organization and uh, what has been built at least my seven years but 54 years uh and we just uh we need we need the members to know that we exist and we play a vital part in the partnership uh we're i guess we're the bucks of the buck rogers
0: so when, when a dime a day or just making a uh do, you donation know we to- start
1: our basic is dime a day and that is so that is our bread and butter that is our base but we have we have donors everywhere from you know the thirty six fifty all the way up to a thousand dollars and more a year. We have clubs that donate. Uh, sadly, only about eight percent of our membership donates, and about twenty between twenty five and thirty percent of our clubs donate. And for every one percent we could increase our members donating, that would be about seventeen eighteen thousand dollars more that would allow Optimus International to do more with the, with the youth of the world. So I always tell people, you know, your dues do not pay for the scholarship programs, for the grants, for joy. That it that falls on the two foundations, the CCOLF and OIM. So your donations matter.
0: I think that's a great way to end this for our membership and people that are listening. Your donations to the foundation matter to help make our organization an ultimate success. I, I agree wholeheartedly, yes. Well, Craig, I cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate you letting people know about the foundation. Like I said, it's such a vital part of our organization, but a lot of people don't know about it. And the purpose of these podcasts is to let people know how our organization works and what they can do moving forward, and just also to let them know that there's a lot of good going on right outside their back door that they don't even know.
1: Yeah, and which- and we're we're willing to our, the the board of directors and myself. We'll talk to anybody. You can call the foundation. Uh, at the general 800 number of Optimist International, uh, they can they can email us at oifoundation.org, uh, info or my name or or Shanita Taylor's name, and we would we'll talk to anybody and everybody, and we've done a lot of district meetings and a lot of club meetings uh, via Zoom to uh, to promote the foundation.
0: I think one of the f- my favorite things I've got from uh, Optimist International Foundation is my tie. that was uh, Jeff, I can't remember his last name that passed away. Jeff Hansen, Jeff Hansen, still wear that tie quite a bit.
1: 50th anniversary, yeah, that was a very, that was a great partnership with the Hansen, uh, Jeff Hansen art and we raised a lot of funds uh, to help youth and um, you know, sadly he has passed but his legacy lives on. He was a a great young man and his family is doing a lot uh, to uh, to his, uh, promote his legacy.
0: Just another way that Optimus International is partnering to make the world a better place. Yep. So Craig, like I said, I just want to say thank you again. And we always end the podcast with a quote and this one I think sums up perfectly how we, how this partnership works. Coming together is a beginning, keeping together is progress and working together is success. We'd like to thank everyone for listening to the podcast today. Make sure you tune in for our next episode that will be coming out shortly. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like it, share it, give it a five-star review. So we're able to get these out and get more information into the hands of optimists and people that are hoping to become optimists. With that, I'd like to say thanks for choosing Optimism today. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.